Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, June 28th, and we start with local news. Municipalities of the City of Spring Hill and Murray County showed support for an expansive mixed-use development in Spring Hill that will house a U.S. Tennis Association complex by approving a tax increment financing, or TIF, plan. The TIF, approved by the Murray County Commission last week, will provide Spring Hill Crossings development a tax break of approximately 40% or a savings of almost $54.7 million in county services over 20 years for the Northern Murray County development that could take a decade to construct. The tax break does not include debt service or school taxes and will be paid back to the county at least after 20 years. The TIF plan met a quick 18-to-1 approval at the Murray County Commission's regular June meeting with no discussion on the matter. There was also no dissent voiced at a public hearing to begin sewer work prior to the commission meeting on the mega project that will open the door for tennis competitions, drawing competitors from across the nation. Developers project an excess of $60 million in local tax revenue, with nearly $25 million for the county and nearly $20 million to Spring Hill. According to the plan for Spring Hill Crossings development, which boasts a total $140.3 million investment, affiliated with Spring Hill Development Holdings, LLC, and other affiliates of South Star, LLC. 213 acres will be developed in northern Murray County inside the city limits of Spring Hill. The plans include 670,000 square feet of building space for commercial offices, retail, restaurants, and hotels, with the tennis facility project to serve as the main anchor. Ultimately, the plan predicts long-term job creation with large revenue returns expected over the next 20 years and beyond. Developers requested the TIF economic plan to help pay for the massive development, though those cost savings can just be used for infrastructure, according to Tennessee Code Chapter 9. Any other use of funds would require a written determination by the Tennessee Comptroller. This will be a huge benefit to the northern part of the county for athletics and tourism, Murray County Commission Chairman Eric Previtti said, I've also had people asking about pickleball courts, of which there will be plenty, he said. A recent 5-to-1 approval from Murray County Regional Planning Commission, as well as meetings from various Murray County Board Committees, have all pressed on with the large-scale project that promises to bring many future visitors to the area. Those visitors, it is hoped, will largely come to spend money, stay in hotels, shop, and eat at local restaurants. The county could see as many as 8,000 people a week with the likely addition of hotels to accommodate the visitors, Previtti said. The area in waiting includes a stretch of land located between the crossings at Spring Hill and the Spring Hill Battlefield, which Previtti said would remain protected and untouched during its conservancy. Bottom line for Murray County, Murray County Finance Director Doug Luconan said, is that the massive project brings much hope for increased revenue. We will see increased revenue for school and debt-related property tax, building permits, and adequate facilities tax, he said. But the major payoff will be when the TIF expires in 20 years. The Economic Impact Plan, which passed by County Commission last Tuesday, helped advance initial sewer work following the required public hearing. Indoor and outdoor tennis courts and other recreational amenities will be affixed to the tennis facility that will come with its own devoted parking area. 
the influx of traffic the facility would bring to the area was the only main concern that caused pause for the county board during discussions in recent days. Developers also addressed concerns for any school population increase, which was explained by developers as minimal, with plans to address traffic concerns. Some interstate widening is also expected in addition to other road improvements. TIFs are widely used as a tool for municipalities in the state under Tennessee Code 753-312 and can help to bring an economic boon to areas that would not otherwise have the financial capability in absence of such a TIF that is pulled from local property taxes. Some criticisms of the financing method are found with even City of Spring Hill's website linking a myth-versus-fact breakdown of the funding tool, but Chairman Previtti said he held no such concerns for Murray County. Neither does Luconin, who weighed in with his thoughts on the funding plan and how the development would benefit the county. I do not have a concern with the TIF from a Murray County standpoint, Luconin said. If this all works out, it will be incredibly beneficial to our entire community. No additional strain on taxpayers is foreseen. Nothing will be added to our debt. Our revenues will go up, not to mention the sales tax increases from added commerce, he said. The City of Columbia wants to remind citizens that fireworks are only allowed to be used within the city limits on July 3rd, 4th, and 5th from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Also, it is unlawful for any person to possess or sell or use mortars, single or multiple tubes, larger than one and a half inches in diameter, or bottle rockets of any kind. For more information, visit www.columbiatn.com. Murray Regional Medical Center has received the American Heart Association's Get With the Guidelines Resuscitation Gold Quality Achievement Award for its commitment to treating in-hospital cardiac arrest, ultimately helping to improve survival rates. Each year, more than 300,000 adults and children experience an in-hospital cardiac arrest, according to the American Heart Association. Survival from cardiac arrest largely depends on timely medical emergency team response and effective CPR. The Get With the Guidelines resuscitation program was developed to help save lives of patients who experience in-hospital cardiac arrests by consistently following the most up-to-date research-based guidelines for treatment as outlined by the American Heart Association. Guidelines include following protocols for patient safety, medical emergency team response, effective and timely resuscitation, and post-resuscitation care. Get With the Guidelines puts the expertise of the American Heart Association to work for hospitals nationwide, helping ensure the care provided to patients is aligned with the latest evidence and research-based guidelines. Hospitals receiving Get With the Guidelines Gold Achievement Award have reached an aggressive goal of treating patients to core standard levels of care as outlined by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, for two consecutive calendar years. Murray Regional Medical Center is committed to providing our patients rapid, state-of-the-art heart care, including adhering to the latest resuscitation guidelines, said Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. Get with the guidelines makes it easier for our teams to put proven knowledge and guidelines to work on a daily basis, which studies show can help more patients who have cardiac arrest survive, he said. Murray Regional Medical Center's emergency responders are equipped to begin treatment immediately and relay vital information to the hospital while en route to the emergency department. Physicians and staff are then waiting for the patient and can begin treatment immediately in the cardiac catheterization lab. 
The communication and rapid response have led to Murray Regional Medical Center's current average door-to-balloon time, the time between a patient's arrival at the hospital to when a blocked artery is opened, being 170% faster than the standard time recommended by the American College of Cardiology and American Heart Association guidelines, which is 90 minutes. Murray Regional Medical Center's newly renovated state-of-the-art cardiac cardiac catheterization lab features a team of expert cardiologists who work in tandem with a highly skilled and experienced team and cutting-edge technology to investigate heart conditions and perform an array of interventional procedures. Learn more about heart services offered by Murray Regional Medical Center at www.murrayregional.com forward slash heart. Travis Groth, Vice President of Economic Development at the Murray County Chamber and Economic Alliance, recently completed the two-week Advanced Economic Development Leadership Executive Education Program and was awarded the Master Economic Development Practitioner Certificate. He has been in economic development for almost 10 years. AEDL is a collaboration of universities, the University of Southern Mississippi, Texas Christian University, and the University of New Mexico, are committed to excellence in economic development and advancing the knowledge, skills, and application of key job creation strategies in America's cities, communities, and counties. While Murray County has been blessed to experience significant economic development, it is important to stay on the cutting edge of industry best practice and learn from colleagues and experts nationally especially as our community and our organization continues to sharpen their focus on smart and sustainable growth for the future, Growth said. I would like to express my sincere gratitude to the Murray Alliance for supporting me through completion of this certification program, he said. The the experiential curriculum enhances key skills necessary for leading successful community and economic development strategies. Led by experienced world-class faculty, program topics include negotiation, personal and professional leadership, successful teamwork, site selection and economic development, incentives, innovative data for retention, expansion and attraction, entrepreneurship, talent, and more. The Advanced Economic Development Leadership Course accepts mid- and senior-level practitioners from across the United States. The City of Columbia, in partnership with the Tennessee Department of of Tourist Development, unveiled a Tennessee Music Pathways marker for blues singer Lily Mae Glover on Tuesday, June twentieth, at eight fourteen Woodlawn Street, Woodland Street, rather in Columbia. City and county officials gathered for the dedication, along with Tennessee Department of Tourist Development's Ashley Durosset. Launched by the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development in 2018, Tennessee Music Pathways is an online planning guide that connects visitors to the state's rich musical heritage. From the largest cities to the smallest communities, Tennessee Music Pathways stretches across all 95 counties and features hundreds of landmarks from the seven genres of music that call Tennessee home. Rossett said the initiative of Tennessee Music Pathways is to honor those across the state that have made an impact to the musical heritage in Tennessee. It's impactful for us to recognize and honor those across the state that had a musical impact on our heritage, DeRossett said. We know there are artists who have already paved the way previously. The impact Lily Mae Glover would have had on Columbia and really across the state is important to our heritage and who we are, she said. Glover, known professionally as Big Memphis Ma Rainey or Baby Ma Rainey, was born in Columbia on September 7th of 1906. The daughter of a preacher, Glover grew up in Nashville singing with her family after moving at 14 to join a traveling medicine show. 
Glover is claimed to have opened for Ma Rainey, known as the mother of the blues, and one of the first recorded blues singers, at the Frolic Theater in Birmingham, Alabama in 1925. In 1928, Glover settled in Memphis, where she played in local clubs. In 1953, she recorded two songs for Sun Records, Call Me Anything But Call Me and Baby No No. Glover preceded Elvis Presley's debut by 14 months. In the mid-1970s, she was booked in the Memphis Blues Caravan and made regular appearances at Blues Alley in Memphis's Front Street. She died in 1985 at the age of 76. Anthony Green, Columbia City Councilman from the 3rd Ward, spoke on the significance of the marker. Hopefully, this inspires those who are here to let them know that no matter where you start off in life, it doesn't limit where it can take you, he said. Earlier this week, Chartwell Residential announced the completion of the first phase of Chartwell Commons of Beechcroft. The 124 rental development in Spring Hill is Chartwell's first built-to-rent community. Chartwell Residential is continuously seeking opportunities to fulfill the real estate needs of Middle Tennessee, Chartwell Residential partner Will Shadle said in a news release. This built-to-rent model is a direct reflection of people's desire to live in upscale neighborhoods without the commitment of a long-term investment. We are confident that the Chartwell Commons residents will be pleased with the new community. This will be the first of many built-to-rent communities to come, he said. Phase 1 of the community includes 52 homes, and the entire development is expected to be completed by the end of 2023. The community offers nine floor plans to choose from, including the option of high-end kitchens and fenced backyards. The community also includes a clubhouse, resort-style pool, grilling area, and playground. Franklin Construction Group, Chartwell's in-house construction firm, is the general contractor for Chartwell Commons at Beechcroft. Franklin Construction Group currently has more than $300 million in active construction, apartment, and residential projects throughout Middle Tennessee, including Chartwell at Marathon, a multifamily development project in Nashville that is 50% complete and will begin pre-leasing in the fall of 2023. There will be something fun for everyone at Food Trucks and Fireworks in Spring Hill. This year, the Food Trucks and Fireworks event is happening on Sunday, July 2nd. Festivities start at 6 p.m. and last until the fireworks show at sundown. Get ready for a family-friendly community gathering filled with mouth-watering food, endless fun, and mind-blowing fireworks display by the downtown Nashville fireworks show Pyro Incorporated. Oh, and the best part? The admission is free. Mark the date in your calendar, share it with your friends, and plan on attending food trucks and fireworks at 305 Parkfield Loop South in Spring Hill for a celebration you won't forget. When the sun starts to dip, prepare to be dazzled by an awe-inspiring fireworks show that'll leave everyone in awe, no matter their age. What about the food part of food trucks and fireworks? There will be 30 or more local food trucks. Whether you're into savory or sweet, there will be something for everyone. Kids will enjoy bounce houses, and the young at heart can engage in some friendly competition with classic summer games like cornhole and frisbee. But the fun doesn't stop there. Throughout the event, there will be games and giveaways to keep the festive vibes going strong. To make sure everyone can join in on the fun, there are three parking options. The on-site red lot is available for a small fee, the free blue lot with a complimentary shuttle service and the yellow lot, free on-site handicap parking, making sure that everyone can easily access the event. For all event details, including the full lineup of food trucks and entertainment, head over to www.foodtrucksandfireworks.com. 
And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Garland Dean Hill, 75, retired employee of Bridgestone Tire Company for over 25 years, died Monday, June 26th at Williamson Medical Center. A graveside service will be conducted on Thursday at 2.30 p.m. at Johnson Chapel Cemetery with Randy Kersey officiating. Military honors will be provided by Herbert Griffin American Legion Post 19. The family will visit with friends on Thursday from 1 to 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have mostly sunny skies today with a high of 93 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Tonight, we can expect generally clear skies with a stray shower or a thunderstorm possible. The low will be 67 with light and variable winds. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. 
call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association, funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Daryl Waltrip knows a lot about momentum and how fast you can go. Following the past weekend's successful NASCAR Cup Series in the Ally 400 at National Super Speedway, the Hall of Fame driver is confident it will play a big role in getting the deal done to bring NASCAR back to the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. The Metro Council is set to vote on the $1 million renovation deal to the historic track, which hosted two NASCAR Cup Series races each year during Waltrip's career on July 6th, just 11 days after the third annual Ally 400 on Sunday. Bristol Motor Speedway owns Nashville Super Speedway and put together the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway deal. The first race, I came here to the Nashville Super Speedway and didn't know what to expect, and it had a sellout crowd, and last year was even better. Waltrip, a Franklin resident, said last Monday. I can only imagine this year will be even better. Having something positive like that fresh on people's minds, I believe, will help, he said. Under the proposal, Bristol Bristol Motor Speedway would lease the fairgrounds track for 30 years and construct a new 30,000-seat grandstand along with a sound wall and enhance the infield. The grandstand would be similar to Nashville Super Speedway, which seats 38,000, but there aren't many other similarities between the two venues. The difference is, Waltrip believes, improves the likelihood that two NASCAR Cup Series races located so closely together, about 35 miles apart, could survive. Nashville Super Speedway is a 1.33-mile D-shaped oval, while Nashville Fairground Speedway is a .596 oval. There is no comparison between the two tracks, Waltrip said. This is concrete, the fairgrounds is asphalt, so that's a huge difference for the drivers. The distances also make it two totally different racetracks. There are also two totally different setups, two totally different cars. 
That in itself makes it interesting, he said. Waltrip, who spent 19 years as an analyst after his racing career before retiring in 2019, said the NASCAR Cup Series needs a track like the fairground speedway because of its differences as a short track with all the tricks on the circuit and not just Nashville Super Super Speedway. After a 27-year wait, NASCAR returned to North Wilkesboro Speedway, a short track, in May with the All-Star Race. The short tracks are where the action is, Waltrip said. Waltrip wants today's drivers to have the same experiences he had in his early years at Nashville Fairground Speedway. It's one of my favorite tr- racetracks. It's where I started my racing career, he said. They always told me if you can win at the fairgrounds, you can win anywhere. And they're right, he said. The Middle Tennessee State University Board of Trustees approved raising tuition and fees by 2.98% starting this fall at its regularly scheduled meeting back on June 20th. It is the first such increase at MTSU in two years. The increase was necessary to meet rising utility costs, enhance scholarship levels and other improvements, including renovations to Murphy Center areas used for athletic, academic, and community events. MTSU's current tuition and fees are the lowest among the state's three largest institutions, the University of Tennessee at Knoxville and the University of Memphis, and seventh lowest among Tennessee's top, I'm sorry, Tennessee's 10 public four-year schools. The increase, within the range of recommended by the Tennessee Higher Education Commission, equates to an additional $286 for an in-state undergraduate student taking 15 credit hours per semester. The previous increase was in 2021-2022, when the board increased tuition and fees by 1.78%. The board also endorsed the creation of a Bachelor of Science degree in cybersecurity management. The program will prepare individuals to assess the security needs of computer and network systems, recommend safeguard solutions, and manage the implementation and maintenance of security devices, systems, and procedures. They also approved MTSU's 2024-25 capital outlay request, which includes a new academic building project to provide academic classrooms, class labs, faculty and staff offices, and support space for selected College of Liberal Arts departments and the Associated Center for Innovation and Leadership, History Museum, and MTSU archives and exhibit spaces. The board approved MTSU's capital disclosures list, which includes a public-private partnership for new student housing, in addition to the Student Athlete Enhancement Center, electric vehicle charging stations, a new parking structure, and renovations to the Student Recreation Center. The board approved the state's funding of a cost-of-living adjustment of 3.2%. Employees earning $39,062 or less will receive a $1,250 increase rather than a percentage adjustment. The board approved the appointment of faculty trustee Mary Martin, a professor in the Department of Mathematical Sciences. This is her second appointment as faculty trustee, replacing fashion merchandising professor Rick Cottle. The board also approved the appointment of student trustee Molly Mim, who recently completed her undergraduate degree and is pursuing her graduate degree in public health. She replaces graduate business student Andrew Carpenter. For agenda details and meeting materials for the MTSU Board of Trustees, visit www.mtsu.edu. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today.
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Legendary rock jam band Fish celebrates their 40th anniversary with an eight-date fall mini-tour starting in Nashville from October 6th through the 8th at Bridgestone Arena. Tickets go on sale to the general public beginning July 15th at 9 a.m. Nashville travel packages go on sale on July 12th. Fish has played Nashville numerous times in recent memory. 2020 and 2021 dates occurred at Ascend Amphitheater. In a 2019 Tennessean feature before the band played Bonnaroo Festival, they were described as second only to the Grateful Dead in terms of success and influence. Describing their fan base as a cool traveling circus of diehard fans of their improvisational blues, folk, jazz, reggae, and more, their local influence on Bonnaroo's festival organizers is one of their most significant ties to Music City and surrounding regions. You can read more about Fish by going to www.fish.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.